0: This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music
1: is shortened.
2: Hi, you're listening to Next Stop Gothenburg. I'm Lieke, and I'm here with Sarah and Arturo. And today we're talking about our own traditions and cultures. So my first question I have for Arturo, like tell me a little bit about the fun culture or tradition
1: from Mexico. <laughs> we have m- many traditions. Well, uh, Mexicans' traditions uh, have become uh, increasingly popular in regions outside of Mexico, uh, even inspiring the creation of like popular films and other media. Well, if there is one thing Mexico is known for, uh, it is um, the celebrations. Um, values such as family and friendship are deeply embedded in our culture. So, um, well, the first one that I want to talk about is called piñatas. I don't know if you have heard about that. Yeah,
2: pinatas for sure. Yeah, yeah. you always <laughs> see it in uh, movies also, people <laughs> swinging. Yes. I always wanted
0: to take out my rage on a piñata. Yeah. Exactly, it
2: was so fun. And then I thought they were always filled with candy, but I don't know, you tell me.
1: (laughs) Yes, actually, like, we fill them with candies and then we hit them with a stick. And of course, like, we use them for birthdays or as well during Christmas as well. Mm. So, okay, uh, the piñatas, bright colors, uh, because, you know, they have a special meaning, like in back, you know, like in the background. So I'm gonna tell you what does this mean. So the the colors uh, were designed like as a symbol of temptation uh, with the stick, you know, like uh, representing the will to overcome sin. And you know, like usually like we have the game that we we put like a band on our eyes Mm -hmm. and we cannot see. So (laughs) the blindfold symbolizes a fate while candies that you usually put inside the piñata and other goodies are, are added symbols of the riches of heaven uh, tumbling down on your heads. Uh, of those, oh, nice. Uh, yes, who defeated the evil.
2: Yeah, yeah. and then for a birthday, yeah, that's like a nice present. <laughs> <laughs> the riches of heaven falling down on you during your
0: birthday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what kind of candies do you put in?
1: Oh, uh, I think like spicy ones because Ooh. like Mexican love spicy food. So, oh, Okay.
0: Yes. Even the candy, everything, everything is spicy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, usually, yes. Uh, uh, for example, uh, during Christmas uh, celebration, um, the piñata is a little bit different. It's kind of a star with seven seven spikes. And those spikes mean the seven deadly sins. You know, like, if you remember, those are like pride, envy, um, greed, rats, um, lost, sloth, and t- I I forgot Mm. the last one. (laughs) So in the end, like, it's, of course, like, you try to hit them and try to overcome those evils. Oh, okay. Yes.
0: Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that there was such a deep meaning <laughs> behind piñata. So so is it like a Europeanization of piñatas when they're shaped like unicorns, or is that some special meaning as
1: well? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, to no? be honest.
0: So does piñata have certain
2: shape? always? Can <laughs> it just be a ball of candy?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Like for birthdays, um, the shape of the piñata could be anything. You can yeah, like... Yeah. Um, It could be Zrek, you know, Mm -hmm. or Aladdin from Disney, anyone. Actually, they... They actually make fun of people or like of politicians. So you can put the the face of a politician that nobody likes actually, and he start hitting <laughs> oh, him. Oh wow! So it's kind of yes, fun. Oh, cool! Yes. Yeah, we
2: have a little bit kind of similar. Well, not really, but in the Netherlands we have this tradition called Sinterklaas, so Saint Nicholas, and that's like our substitute for like Santa Claus. So it's on the sixth of December, and then Saint Nicholas is this old white guy, and he gives you presents. <laughs> you put your shoes by the by the furnace or by the heater, and then he will drop your presents in your shoe in the night.
0: Only presents or... Or candies also. Is there not a tradition where you put in like coal or like a switch or something if you've been bad? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what they say. If,
2: you, <laughs> if you've been bad, you get coal. But I mean, parents are not going to put coal in their kids' shoes. You never got coal? <laughs> no, no. If, if my parents are mad, then we just get nothing. <laughs> they say, yeah, Sinterklaas didn't drop by this night. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and he's uh, riding on like this white horse with the gray stip, so in your shoe you can also put like a carrot or sugar cubes <laughs> for him or for the horse for the horse oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah it's very cute but if we um so that's for the little kids and then when i was around 12 yeah i was 12 and then my parents told me yeah, he doesn't exist and that Whoa. was like
0: ooh. <laughs> do you remember <laughs> said... when they told you Yeah, yeah, I remember it was. (laughs) How did they do it? Did they sit you down and they say, we have to talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) My brothers and sisters, they went to bed and I was playing a game with my mom and then she stopped the game and my dad would come to the dinner table and they said to me, yeah, Lika, we have something to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you've noticed already, but um, yeah, Sinterklaas, he isn't real. (laughs) So, and then I had questions because on the 6th of December, our grandpa would knock very hard on our door, and then you would say, like, he's here, or he, and then he would leave a whole bag of presents. Yeah, so I had questions like, who is knocking on the door? (laughs) And either it was our grandpa or it was my dad who just sneaked off, and then, yeah.
0: (laughs) Had you suspected that he wasn't real, or Mm. was it like.
2: No, I uh, I didn't know. (laughs) I mean, no, I really didn't know. Actually, Mm. (laughs) didn't realize. No, we once thought we saw because my grandpa it was very slippery that night, and then my grandpa would knock on the front door, and uh, then he slipped and fell. (laughs) Oh no! Yeah, yeah, but he was fine. So, but he ran away, and we saw like somebody run or running away. (laughs) Someone without a horse. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's
1: a problem. Yes, my parents didn't have to tell me. Actually, I discovered by myself. It was so sad. Uh, And then, and then the thing is, I I was super, super stressed and sad that I called my little brother to see. Uh, You know, we 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 discovered the gift of the presents in our parents' car. uh, So it was so uh, sad because then (laughs) I took some three three years actually, like Uh. from my brothers uh,
0: oh you sadly. you ruined it for them you <laughs> Sorry ruined for that. their childhood
2: <laughs> I didn't want so to. Sad. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, but coming back to the piñata, so when you know everybody has a celebration where they make like a surprise for somebody, so and then we make, uh, yeah, we call it surprise. You do some arts and crafts and you make something out of cardboard or papier-mâché or Mm. something and then you put your present in there and you write a poem and then you give it to that uh, person.
0: You write a poem. That's part of the tradition. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents are very good at writing poems so I always step up my game. <laughs> yeah that's nice. a great tradition. Yes. <laughs> yeah I yeah like it's that. really fun. Yeah but there's also a less good part about it because Sinterklaas is having like these people that help him and they are called zwarte pieten so that's literally translated to uh, black peat and they are just uh. these uh, yeah it's <laughs> Uh, like five years ago it became a really big thing that it's really not okay actually mm-hmm. for this to be black peat yeah. when there was like the parade you would have these people like black ink on their skin red lips yeah. the big yeah. hoops in the ears like very stereotypical like racist yeah. so uh, So what have they done about it have they replaced it
0: with um, <laughs> white peat
2: <laughs> uh, no, no so now they're like chimney peats so then they're just people with black stains because ah, they come to the, the, the chimney ah, okay. or rainbow you also have uh-huh. the rainbow <laughs> it's really fun but I mean you always have these stupid people that say like uh, it's a tradition you shouldn't change the a tra- tradition yeah. and they want to keep the yeah the, the black beats. I think that's really bad they really shouldn't
0: yeah well I mean yeah. if people are adapting that's great yeah exactly we have some great alternatives now mm-hmm.
1: so yeah yes yeah, so actually now that uh, speaking of poems like during the Day of the Dead I, I think like all of you know it, it's one of the celebrations that we we celebrate the 2nd of November but actually, um, you know, a distinctive literary form exists within uh, that festivity where Mexican people write short poems in traditional rhyming verse. They are called calaveritas, like which translated to English is like literary skulls. Uh, Most of them are mocking uh, lighthearted epitaphs um, dedicated to a famous person, which could be a singer, a writer, a painter, or any friend or coworker doesn't matter <laughs> mm-hmm. so you
0: make fun of people.
1: Yes actually yeah. okay
0: ah, <laughs> nice <laughs> but that's
2: the most fun in the poem this year I also made a poem for my sister and I told her basically I didn't really make fun of her, but she's living still at home with my parents and I think it's time she moves out and starts <laughs> living on herself so I basically summed up all the advantages of living on
0: yourself <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> for her to hope that uh, she understands yeah uh, I guess I guess it's um, a good way of passing some hidden messages you know like uh, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wink. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it's really funny. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to K103. This is Next Stop Gothenburg.
1: So, Arturo, you were telling us about Day of the Dead. Yes, it is. Um, Yes, this celebration um, in 2008, like the UNESCO, declared like the that um, that festivity as an intangible cultural heritage for our country, for Mexico, and not only in our country celebrated, but as well in some parts of um, uh, Latin America, like Argentina, Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, the main representative uh, civilizations of the Mesoamerican area, uh, Aztecas and Mayans, uh, developed cult cool for their ancestors uh, and that itself. So um, they celebrate like those warriors who lost their lives in, during the wars or as well women who died during their labor oh, because wow. they consider consider them like a, like a warriors. Mm-hmm. So um, they had the belief of an afterlife um, in, in this Mayan culture. For example, um, when one person died, um, their soul went um, to the underworld known to them as Xibalba. Uh, and according to his uh, to their beliefs, uh, to reach that place, the souls had to cross a river with the help of um, Solo squinkle Solo, squinkly. solo squinkly, and that's why within the funeral rites, Mayans were buried with a dog of this breed together. So mm-hmm. Solo squinkle I don't know if you have heard about that, but this mm-hmm. is a kind of a, a breed, it's a dog that mm-hmm. d- doesn't have hair. So it's kind of... Oh, yeah. those ugly dogs. <laughs> yeah, they are skinny. That's oh, yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> yes. So after, you know, the Spanish conquerors arrived, like, in the 16th century, you know, that originated a uh, syncretism that mixed European and pre-Hispanic traditions. Um, which make what we know currently as uh, the Day of the death. Yes. Um, well, as well, activities during that day, the first and the second day, they are different from each region. Um, for example, in Pascuaro, you know, uh, it, which is located in Michoacán, it's a city uh, close to Mexico City. And um, there is a huge lake where people light candles and ride winged boats. Called butterflies uh, to Janitio. Janitio is a small island in the middle of the lake, where there is a cemetery, and then you know they they get there and honor and celebrate the death of their, you know, their families, relatives, mm-hmm. etc.
2: So, do, do you celebrate it like every year?
1: No, actually, like I don't, I don't actually. To be honest, um, it's not my my favorite season of the year. Okay. I prefer Christmas. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: But have you ever celebrated it?
1: Yes, actually, yes. Like uh, when I was in my university, um, usually they they make uh, altars. You know, like it's kind of a ofrenda that you mm-hmm. put to your to your deceased people relatives, and then you like place some fruits or food in order. You know, like they they believe that they come, and then you know they celebrate with you. Blah blah blah. But actually, you know, like, talking about, like, the Solo Quinkle, this dog, uh, I don't know if you have uh, watched um, the, the movie Coco.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: yes, actually, like, this dog is always present. And there is another, um, another movie called, as well, Hiko. You know, it's like very representative about our culture. Okay. So if you have the opportunity to watch that movie, Coco is really nice.
2: Yeah, Coco, mm. it's a beautiful movie. Yes. Like, I cried during the movie. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a really, that. really nice movie. So, like, when I think of Day of the Dead, I also think of these skulls that are very colorful.
1: Yes, actually, and that's true. They, like, make tributes to to people who die, and f- the skeleton or the the skulls is what they represented. Oh. So, but, for example, this tradition got even more popular. in I, I don't remember the exact date, but it was in 2008, I think, you know, there was a kind of parade, uh, the Day of the Dead, and then um, they record uh, in the movie of James Bond. And for that reason, from that day, everybody started watching about, you know, our traditions, or something. Mm-hmm.
0: And what's the national day in, in, the Netherlands? Is there a national day? There's a birthday of the king that we celebrate. It's kind of a national uh-huh. day. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like the day of the Netherlands.
2: No, I would say then the birthday of the king is the real, like, yeah, day of the Netherlands. For me, it feels like it. Cause then you really celebrate, you go on the street and well, for students, you drink a lot and go to a, par- <laughs> to a big, big party on well, the
0: birthday of the king. We'll get into that later. So in, in Switzerland, there are some unique traditions in different cantons. I grew up in Geneva, so a nice tradition in Geneva was, um, a day in December. So I think it's the 12th, 12th of December, where they celebrate being not invaded by the French. So <laughs> I don't know if you guys know the, the shape of Switzerland, but Geneva is in this very tiny little corner surrounded by France, basically. Yeah. And, um, In the 1600s, they they were very, Geneva was very prosperous and they um, had neighbors called the Savoyards. And these neighbors decided that they wanted to conquer Geneva. So in the dark of the December 12th night, they said, okay, we're going to have a surprise attack on, on Geneva. So they came and they tried to scale the walls and they were not successful, which is why we're celebrating it <laughs> and why Geneva is still proud of Switzerland and not uh, France. And this this holiday is marked by a chocolate pot. That, so you make, a, a, it's called a marmite in, in French. And the reason that this is a symbol for this holiday is that um, the the wife of the general who is commanding the, Swiss, the Genevan army um, decided to make a soup on the night of the of the attack, not knowing there was an t- attack coming. And when she saw the soldiers, she dumped her pot of s- vegetable soup out on all the soldiers coming to attack. <laughs> and so this is representative. Now I actually heard that there was no soup, but there was a kettle that she did <laughs> <when> she <laughs> threw out. But now it's a, so it's a little chocolate pot that's filled with marzipan vegetables. And then the tradition is that uh, the youngest person and the oldest person in the room Mm -hmm. will take, uh, will join hands and they will say, uh, Ainsi périssent les ennemis de la République, which means... May thus perish the enemies of the republic, and then they crush the the, the, the chocolate pot between them, and then everybody <laughs> eats chocolate, so everybody's happy. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it's it's a nice tradition, and they they now have a, a foot race that is assos- that's associated with this. So. Oh, cool! You do? Yeah, you run and then you eat chocolate.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least a little bit healthy as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that's great! Like uh, Swiss chocolate, it's oh, the best. Oh yes, I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's good. I miss it already another another nice uh, tradition that i found out about when i moved to zurich was um so zurich is in the german-speaking part for our listeners who don't know um and in zurich there's a, a tradition in that happens right around now right around uh, april maybe a little later um it's called Sechsleuten, and it's also called in english this burning of the snowman and it's uh, to mark the beginning of spring oh yeah and um, so there are, there are parades and there are, it's a holiday. But I think the most interesting thing is that there is a fountain in Zurich that during this day, instead of pumping water out, it pumps wine out. So you can go and you can get free free wine just oh, wow. coming out of the fountain. <laughs> yeah, I can recommend it. <laughs> I, I went out to the islands last weekend and I just happened to be... It, it was the evening before Easter and I just happened along this village and they were they had lit fires on the grass and then they had all these children just running around in the fire i don't know what or in <laughs> the fire i don't know what the meaning of this or the intention behind this was like they were they weren't like in the fire but they're like running among the little pockets yeah. of fire and then right after this as soon as the sun set then they lit a gigantic bonfire. So, oh, cool. I mean, I presume it had something to do with Easter, mm-hmm. but I I don't know. And the people I asked didn't know either. They're like, oh.
2: Yeah. People oh, cool. who had been
0: living here, they said, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh,
2: but that sounds fun, yeah. Yeah, and on the 13th of December, there's uh, also the light day or Santa Lucia.
1: They gather together and, you know, they go to church and they, like, um, light a candle. And then I think, like, they put it on, 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 on their heads, something. But nowadays, because, you know, it could be dangerous for mm-hmm. them, you know, it's kind of artificial <laughs> light. <laughs> <Aww>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh,
2: disappointing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've also heard that. And it's, I think, to thank for the light
0: question. Do you guys know much about Midsummer's Day? No, I know no. that I know that this is celebrated quite a bit in in S- in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And my oldest brother, who used to live here as well, he would get very excited about this day because he'd say, "Oh, people put on white clothes, and they and the girls put flowers in their hair, and they run around in fields. It's such a great holiday." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know much more about it. I, was wondering yes, no. I, I don't know. I also don't know.
2: Yeah, I've only heard the thing with the white clothes and the, the flowers in the hair. But I've heard something about a festival or something. But yeah. I am really not. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm. Li- I'm
0: hoping to experience that this
1: mm-hmm. year. Yes, I'm looking forward to be a part of that celebration yeah, here.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm also staying longer here to celebrate. Yeah. Oh, this just for that. Day. Oh, yeah, nice. just just for that.
0: <laughs> what, when is it actually? I don't
2: know. I think on the 26th of June. Good yeah, to just know. researched it because I was planning. Okay, when I'm gonna go back to the Netherlands <laughs> for the summer.
0: I guess one thing that's uh, noteworthy in Sweden is how many holidays, or not holidays, but how many celebrations they have have of uh, food and um, I, I think the they, they do have, for example, the forty days before Easter is when they begin Lent or the yes. the fast and they mm-hmm. celebrate this with semla. I think oh, that's yeah. what they're yes. called. So they're cardamom buns with uh, marzipan yeah. and, and cream in this nice. And they also have canel bulle day, which is yeah. in <laughs> September. Yes. Or yeah, ex- I'm very sad that I won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you celebrate canel bulle day or not? I wasn't
2: here. Ah, Okay. That's unfortunate. Uh, yes, I was yeah. here
1: and my my roommate gave me one. Yes.
2: Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, I I also went uh, baking canelbulli with some friends. Oh, yeah. you got an original <laughs> recipe. Yep. Nice. Great excuse to eat kanelbühle. Yes, Indulge yourself
1: yeah. before the mm-hmm. the Easter.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I haven't had the the semla or uh, the semla dessert though yet. With the marsh.
0: It's pan. it's special. It has a, it has a lot of cardamom in it. You have to ah, like cardamom. Okay.
1: Mm, nice.
0: Did you eat one on the semla day? Yeah. I think I think it was like the second day that I got here after after oh, I got yeah. here. And then I had some friends here who said, who were like, okay, first thing we need you to do is to eat a semla. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's what I did. Did you <laughs> like it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I mean it's good, but I think uh, I like cardamom. But I don't think I like cardamom as much as Swedish people, so <laughs> <laughs> it might have been a bit much, uh, yeah, okay. I don't <laughs> think I could eat it as regularly as they do here, yeah. <laughs>
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Gothenburg Student Radio K103, and this show is called Next Stop Gothenburg. I'm here with Arturo and Sarah, and my name is Lieke, and we are talking about our own traditions and cultures from Mexico, Switzerland, and the Netherlands. And we were just talking about food, so continuing that. Some, like, stereotypical foods from the Netherlands, it's, like, mostly fried food and Ah. potatoes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Fried fish is good.
2: Yeah, well... Not fried fish, actually. No, That's,
0: no I th- Isn't there? Okay, I, I, maybe it's just I went there once mm-hmm. to Delft. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they, I had, they had fried fish and they said, oh, this is famous. It was so good. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: yeah, Delft is close to the sea, so that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of different fried stuff like ragu and fried. And we have a frikandel, which is, I don't know, different types of meat smashed mm. together into a long, <laughs> long stick. You put it in the fryer and then uh, that's it. <laughs> it's, it's really good, but <laughs> you never really know what's exactly in there.
0: <laughs> better not to know.
2: <laughs> yeah, better not to know, no, exactly. And then for the vegetarians we have uh, a which is like a fried cheese, uh-huh. yeah, stick,
0: yeah. And for also. the vegans? <laughs> <laughs>
2: you, have, you have a vegetable croquette, <laughs> which is also a fried ragout of vegetables and potatoes together, uh-huh, okay. and then that, yeah, dipped in egg and
0: breadcrumbs and then fried, <laughs> yeah. Is there any special spice that you use that's, like, kind of traditional? No. Okay. I'm just wondering because I've been, I, like, when I was researching a bit for this podcast, I was reading about... Or listening to a podcast about how cardamom came to Sweden, you know, because mm. cardamom and cinnamon they're very characteristic or so. Oh Sweden. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering if maybe in the Netherlands they also have something. No. This? It's just the f- taste of frying yeah, fried yeah, food. Yeah, exactly. They? Yeah, oil so Oil
2: and, <laughs> oil and uh, mayonnaise is also a big thing
0: in the Netherlands. Oh, yeah. yeah, we love
2: mayonnaise. I love I myself also love mayonnaise with potatoes and yeah, mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: One thing I know from the Netherlands is they have this little little pieces of chocolate or that you put on toast like on, mm-hmm. on, on yeah, f- yeah, oh, yeah
2: that's really good hagelslag <laughs>
0: <Yes>. yeah yeah
2: <laughs> those <laughs> yeah it's the best <laughs> i dream of those i love those <laughs> it's just uh, chocolate sprinkles but yeah. then yeah we we eat it on bread <laughs> oh so good <laughs> yeah bread with butter and uh, hagelslag or you also yes. can do uh, peanut butter and oh hagelslag
0: my. and that then tastes like uh, snickers oh, oh it's great nice. <laughs> yeah uh, they also have the one with like It's just like, uh, sugar with, with like fruit flavor. Mm -hmm. Those are very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. <laughs> when I was on my way to he- to come here, I went to, to um, Amsterdam mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, in the airport. I was like, I know what I'm going to buy. <laughs> so I brought some here yeah. and it was like my comfort food as I was getting through the homesickness oh, yeah. period. And then <laughs> it was good. Yeah, really <laughs>
2: nice. <laughs> Sandwich has like a w- weird name in the Netherlands. It's called boterham, which uh-huh. literally translates to butter ham. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just like one black of bread, like sandwich. <laughs> oh, yeah. With butter and ham, I presume? No, just that's like one slice of bread. It's a oh. boterham. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then you can add butter and
0: ham to it or cheese or the hagenslag. Does it become butter, ham, butter, ham if you add yeah. butter and ham to the boterham? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> boterham
0: met uh-huh.
2: butter and ham. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And everybody eats it for breakfast and lunch and then for dinner you eat something warm. Mm, like okay.
0: a week, uh, big meal warm oh yeah yeah, that's interesting in switzerland it's kind of the opposite so you have you have breakfast which can be whatever you want and then and then lunch is generally the big meal where it's warm and everybody goes home for Mm -hmm. lunch and then in the evening you have what's called the um, cafe complet in the french speaking part which is really just bread and then jam and ham and Mm. and uh, whatever you want to put on the bread and you just put it out on the table oh nice i give it opposite Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: I don't know, in the Netherlands, we get our vegetables in the evening. So <laughs> <laughs> and normally we eat quite early, like around five, six ish. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, then a big meal, I think, is still okay. And maybe yeah, that's true. why then we have the big warm meal. I,
0: yeah. yeah, it does make a difference. Yeah, now that I'm working, when now that I'm studying from home, I, I generally make a, make a bigger meal at lunch. Mm-hmm. Because I... Use it as a good excuse to have a long break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> you need a good lunch break. So, what time do you usually uh, eat your dinner in your countries? Because, for example, in Mexico, usually we eat at nine o'clock. So it's quite, uh, I think, like late compared to other countries.
2: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So in Netherlands, like five, six. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. In Switzerland, it's um six, seven.
0: Oh yeah, around yeah.
2: I mean, other typical foods from Switzerland, except for chocolate, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, starting with chocolate because it's so iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, in in any case, in Switzerland, it's it's very good, and like I was telling you guys right before that, Switzerland, Switzerland has the highest chocolate consumption in the world, which is eight point eight kilograms per person per year. <laughs> wow, <laughs> which is a lot of chocolate yeah. if you think about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and. um and another thing we do with the chocolate is make chocolate fondue. So I don't know if you've heard about fondue. Fondue is a uh, cheese mm-hmm. that we just melt in a pot and then you dip bread in. So very yeah. healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheese and bread. And, and the, um, the origin for this food is actually, um, okay, so shepherds. Okay, shepherds are farmers. Shepherds. They would often take their, cattle and sheep up to the pastures during the summertime and they wouldn't have any access to fresh food because they'd really bring them up to the pastures for two months and and they couldn't go down because they were watching their herds and so fondue became the the food that they would eat because they could just bring up wheels of cheese and they could make their own bread and then that's they would eat it in the summertime which i find shocking because it's a It's a food that's very hot and heavy. And so I can only eat it in the wintertime when I'm really cold. And so, yeah, they also make a version of this where they do chocolate fondue. So you melt chocolate and you mix in some cream Mm -hmm. and then you dip in fresh fruit, which is really nice. Nice. I can recommend
2: that. Yeah, I've also had cheese. And chocolate fondue before. It's wow. great. Yeah. yeah, my parents are also a big fan of it. So they love to make it. My ah, dad, yeah. my dad loved to, loves to make cheese fondue. Ah, yeah. So, yeah, he makes it is there a it's really nice. there good cheese
0: culture in, in the Netherlands? Because oh, yes. In Sweden, I tried to make fondue and I had a lot of trouble finding cheese. Yeah.
2: No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've also had trouble finding <laughs> good cheese in Sweden. The Netherlands is very famous for its uh, gouda, of course. Ah, yeah, true. From... Gouda from Gouda, but old cheese from the Netherlands—it's the best.
1: Yes, I know. Mm.
2: These old cheese that are riped for uh, one year and then Mm -hmm. they get sold—they're so good. My parents—they sent me twice from the Netherlands with old cheese already. (laughs)
0: Nice. Yeah, (laughs) that was your request. The one thing you wanted from the Netherlands was cheese. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Did it get through customs all right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I didn't know my package.
2: They they did uh, open it, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, it was just cheese inside. So (laughs) the
1: dog. <laughs>
0: Probably sniffed that one package. In yeah, cheese. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> what about in Mexico, Arturo? Are there? Do uh, you
1: have cheese? Yes, yeah, yes, we have. We have cheese, actually. Yes, but not like really tasty as like in in Netherlands. But there are many like men on it, You know, like they come from in uh, Netherlands and they produce uh, a lot of cheese in different farms, like mm. in our country. Cool. So it r- tastes really good, actually. And speaking of like chocolate. You know did you know that chocolate is made of the cocoa seed you mm-hmm. know uh, yeah. so this is originated from mexico actually
0: oh okay yes. cool. yeah true it, it used to be uh like the origins of chocolate are actually that it was a drink right that they they would drink the cocoa. Uh, like oh, the yeah. ground cocoa. I don't yeah, know. I've, I've been to so many chocolate museums in Switzerland where they all talk <laughs> about the history and they say that they, yes. the beans come from Mexico, but then, and then they're like, yes, and then it started like this, but I always forget. I just. Oh. Because yeah. often these museums in Switzerland, they have the, they, they show you the history, and then you get to the end, and then that's where you get to taste all the chocolate. Mm-hmm. And so I always, that's the only <laughs> part I remember. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Nice. Good thing Aturo is here to remember, remind yeah. me of. <laughs> shouldn't be called Swiss chocolate. It mm-hmm. should be called Mexican yeah, chocolate. Cool.
1: <laughs> yes, and uh, Mexican cuisine is very diverse and heterogeneous. And for example, talking about like one of our uh, traditional dishes is called mole. Uh, this one is like a traditional marinade and, and it includes a sauce. Uh, generally, the sauce uh, contains uh, a fruit, chili, pepper, nuts, spices, and sometimes like black pepper, cinnamon, or cumin. Mm. And as well, you know, like it's added like chocolate. You know, you can imagine the Uh taste of that. Wow. Um, Yes, um, there are different kinds of moles, depending on the uh, city. You know, there are one called um, black mole that actually like contains a lot of chocolate. There are ones Mm -hmm. uh, called red chocolate that just contain a little bit, and there ones another one that doesn't contain anything. Um, for example, the green mole, mole known as well as a mole verde, is made with pumpkin seeds and green chili. So yeah, and then you can add like some meat, like chicken, pork, or whatever you want. Another uh, Mexican dish I maybe like you know is called quesadilla. Is um, for example, a full quesadilla is made with um, two two wraps. Like usually it's like corn Mm. tortilla. Yeah. And then in the middle you put like cheese and Mm. you can add some, uh, actually, whatever you want, like spices Mm. or tomato, uh, avocado. And there is another way to, and then as well, you, you need to cook it like on your saucepan. You know, without oil or anything, just leave it like. Oh, you know? yeah,
0: you're making me hungry.
1: Yes, yeah. and then all the cheese start getting <laughs> melt. Oh, so yes, it's very good. Oh. And then you can do it as well the half the half uh, tortilla or the half version in which you fold the tortilla in in a, a half moon shape. Yeah. So it's just one. So it tastes really good mm-hmm. as well. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah, quesadillas,
0: you can get them all over the world. <laughs> they're <Yeah>. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just giving me an idea for what to, what to make yeah. <laughs> this week.
1: <laughs> yes, and it's really easy to make, like, if you are super hungry during the night and you don't have energy <laughs> to prepare anything, just put that in your saucepan mm-hmm. and really fast, yeah. you're going to get something Very to nice. eat. Now, now changing, the, oh, of course, like before that, I, have you heard about guacamole? Yeah, Ah, Um, yeah, everybody
0: (laughs) (laughs) who has not heard of this has not Mm -hmm. lived. (laughs) I just made it (laughs) yesterday.
1: This is super healthy and one of my favorite uh, dishes. Yes. Yeah. Avocado actually comes from Mexico as well. Like, we have like um, cities that produce a lot of uh, avocado and they export it to different parts of the world. Uh, For example, Michoacán is one of the main ones. Uh, But um, guacamole is prepared like uh, mainly with avocado. Um, And you mix it with tomato, you know, chopped tomato, onion, chili, and you add olive oil. And then you mash it, everything and mix it. And then, like, you can um, um, eat together with some wraps or with some Mm. tostadas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So good. Yes, really yeah, it's good.
2: a great dip. We <laughs> <laughs> just had tacos yesterday, and we also made like a big bowl of guacamole. <laughs> it was really good.
1: <laughs> yes, and uh, for example, now um, that you are talking about food, um, I would like to talk about a little bit uh, of drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, in from my opinion, I think m- my favorite drink, like traditional Mexican drink, is uh, the Michelada. Michelada is like um, a combination of, is, or is prepared with a uh, beer. And then it's like soy sauce. I think it's called uh, Worcester. Uh, okay. It's German sauce. And then like uh, Maggi as well. Mm. Clamato. Clamato is like a tomato sauce with a little bit of uh, uh, clams soup. Mm. And then we can add like some chili. And it it tastes really good. Yes, actually. And then we have another one. It's called horchata. Horchata is a traditional Mexican drink made of white rice, soaked in water, flavored with cinnamon, and sweetened with sugar. I've tried that. That's really good.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I tried to make it. It wasn't good (laughs) when I made it, but I know it can be good. It had potential.
1: (laughs) Yes, it it has really a lot of potential. And then everything is mixed up together in a blender and later strained to get rid of the solids. Uh, some versions contain, like, dairy-free and some, like, uh, milk. And then you can add, like, some uh, flavor, uh, like vanilla or coconut. And then we, we leave it during, like, in the fridge for maybe, like, 7 hours or 15. And then, oof. Mm. The, the mozzarella. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. You should make that it for us sometime.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> yes. yeah, exactly. when I tried making it, my problem was that I couldn't strain out all the rice. So then people, <laughs> people were eating rice. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like wow. at, the, at the bottom of their glass, there's like a big layer of of rice. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> oh my insane. god. You
1: created a, a new drink.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a new food. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to Gothenburg Sound Radio K103. And this is Next Stop Gothenburg. We are talking about our (laughs) traditions and cultures from Switzerland, Mexico and the Netherlands. Arturo was already telling us about some typical Mexican drinks. And what's the drinking culture more like in Mexico?
1: Many people drink alcohol. Yes, that's true. What about in, in Netherlands?
2: Well, as a student, everybody starts drinking and drinks a lot. And just before I became 16, they changed the law to that you were only allowed to get alcohol at 18. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I had to wait another two years before I was allowed to drink alcohol officially or to get it officially, from the shops. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Unofficially, we know um, what happens. Mm,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there were still some clubs that were open to 16-year-olds and then they wouldn't serve drinks. So uh, then yeah. we just go dancing there than before of course if you're with a group of friends you start drinking at like nine uh-huh. you always met up in somebody's living room in their parents house at nine yeah. and then at like 11 12 we'd go to the city and go and dancing because <laughs> 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 in the city you couldn't get any more alcohol I so you. <laughs> then before you'd get really drunk <laughs> that's basically the
0: culture when you uh, yeah grow up in netherlands <laughs> and what about in uh, switzerland uh, switzerland well I I did a little bit of research because I didn't know much about what the actual culture is. You have like you there's student culture and university culture. But I found out that in the 16th century, it was like a thing that Swiss Swiss people were heavy drinkers. It was an expression to say to drink like a Swiss person. Oh, wow. (laughs) So that's, uh, yeah, that's a fun fact I found out. And now it's like, I mean, they have a fair number of vineyards as well. So mm-hmm. the French-speaking part is, is more into wine and the German-speaking part is more into beer. So Oh, yeah, nice. But besides yeah. that, nothing remarkable.
2: Yeah, yeah, the Netherlands is also big on beer. So we have some different regions in the Netherlands, and then every region has basically their own beer brewery. Oh yeah. Most of them are sold all over the country, but then in the pubs where you want to get if you want to get a drink somewhere. So if you're in a, in the south you and you are in a pub you probably get served Bavaria beer. Ah uh-huh, yeah. And if you're in Amsterdam you get served like a Heineken or Amstel. In the east of the Netherlands you get served Ghols because that's the big brewery. In the east of ah, the Netherlands, kids.
0: yeah. <laughs> Every region has their mm-hmm. own.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're a big fan of Pilsner, and we also make quite some craft beers. But yeah, Belgium is, of course, more famous for the craft beers yeah, than true, the Netherlands.
1: True. And what about Mexico? Uh, like, uh, Well, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about rocks, but it's very controversial topic. But you know, like... Since 1960s, uh, various cartels uh, around Mexico, they have, you know, it's illegal to sell drugs or consume it as well. So, for example, um, you know, everybody has heard about Del Chapo Guzman, you know. He mm-hmm. is considered one of the most powerful uh, like drug dealers in the world, like with Pablo Escobar, the mm-hmm. other one. So, you know, the the thing about this is that uh, he was captured in the first time in 1993 and then sentenced to 20 years in prison. But he bribed prison guards and escaped from a federal maximum security prison in <laughs> 2001. But then um, he was captured like a second time in 2014, but he escaped prior to to the formal sentencing in 2015. So he's, he's famous because these <laughs> attributes to escape yeah, wow, from nice. prisons. Yes.
2: Yeah, the show on, on Netflix is <laughs> yes, also so it's popular. A, really good, a really good Netflix show. Narcos. Exactly. Yeah, in the Netherlands, it, it's tolerated to buy the drugs from a coffee shop, of course. <laughs> but then the sketchy part is how do the coffee shops get the drugs? That's not really mean? regulated.
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm
2: yeah okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean they're allowed to sell the drugs, but then how do they get them <laughs> that's officially illegal oh really, so, okay, yeah, <laughs> so i don't I also don't know how they do it, but and people cannot have more than five grams uh, of yeah. uh, well weed on them, mm-hmm. and then of course, hard drugs are forbidden, and if you get an ecstasy, you can get a check at the health oh, station yeah, yeah. to see how pure it's it is pure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> so that's really good, actually. But yeah, let's play another song. And um, this will be our last song. You have listened to Next Stop Gothenburg. Next week, we will talk about, or the other part of our group will talk about, a Gothenburg survival guide. So stay tuned for that. This is Student Radio K103. That's a wrap. Thank you very that's much. A wrap. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: You've just heard a podcast
1: version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.